Since 1961, Quartz Plumbing has offered friendly, reliable service to residences all over Bergen County, New Jersey. We are a fourth-generation family-owned business, unmatched in customer satisfaction and professionalism while working in your home. We are the hydronic heating and water filtration specialists with a workmanship guarantee to put you at ease so you can rest comfortably. We offer financing for those big projects that catch you off guard. And we have a network of excellent contractors in all fields for any project you wish to tackle. Call our responsive office team and we'll dispatch a handsome and educated technician to lay the smack down on all your plumbing issues. You can also find us at quartzplumbing.com, search us on Google, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Like, subscribe, and share, please. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Plum Bum's podcast, the Blue Collar Tradesman Show, where we discuss everything from small business, entrepreneurship, knowing your numbers, marketing. With me, as always, is my trusty sidekick, Max, who refuses to give up the headphones for some reason. I like it. It's an autistic thing. I like, I like being able to... Oh, you're to... autistic now? <laughs> no, but it's cool to be autistic now, right? I guess that's trendy. It's like a whole thing that people to are have into. autism and ADHD. To have yeah. autism is like a cool thing now, so I'm, I'm, I'm wearing it. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us again on episode, I don't even know, 17? You can't keep turning away from the mic. See, this is why I have the headphones. Every time you turn away from the mic, you can't hear you. Well, I have the levels right here. They're showing me they're yeah, just fine. Yeah, I don't care about the levels. The levels... Well, I don't care about the headphones. So good. We're, we, we, we both care about different things. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what episode this is. We're still waiting to get the last one out, which was actually really interesting with one of our contractors. Really high-end contractor, a lot of fun. That was episode was a lot of fun. But uh, we're just cruising along here, and I'm glad you guys keep joining. It's pretty cool to see the views online. I can't believe people are actually enjoying this, but here we are. It's <laughs> true. Oh, and as always with us is Frankie and Maury, um, you know, just doing nothing. Just walking around spoiled, the two most spoiled dogs in the world. But um, here we are. Plum Bums Podcast, and today we have our buddy John Hart from Oradell, New Jersey. No, that's your camera, by that the way. That one over there? That one over there. Okay. So if you want to make, like, Jim from the office, like, looks, glances, <laughs> use that camera. Okay. 
I don't, John, know, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about the cameras. <laughs> got a face for radio. It is. It, listen, it is a little weird. It takes a little bit it getting 1, used to. One thousand percent adds ten pounds. Just so you know. Oh so. well, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll tell you how to do that. Actually, this is, yeah. you see, if you scoop your butt back, it, it like hides really the gut a little bit. Yeah. And you know who told us that? His mom. <laughs> she just she texts me. She's like, you know, you, you know, you guys should scoot back in the chairs. I was like, why? That's amazing. She's like, uh, he just disgusting. scoot back. Because <laughs> you look disgusting. She's like, why don't you guys just scoot back and just listen to what I'm saying? Oh my god. But uh, no, John Hart, Ordell, New Jersey, Port Authority cop. Yeah. Port Authority peacekeeping police officer, <laughs> peacekeeper. Is sure. that what they're called? I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess. No, we've been actually, we know you from plumbing. You use us as our, as our plumber. And yeah. every time we go to John's house, I have to tell Nancy to just block off two hours because we just <laughs> stand there and just BS the whole time. Cause, yeah, because it's a money pit. And it's, uh, I actually started with you guys because I had someone else come in to put in a vanity and the guy was absolutely miserable and like <laughs> left a mess and everything like that. And then, uh, so I was like, next. And then called you guys. <laughs> I knew I was going to use you guys forever when uh, it was like a couple of years ago in like a snow. I don't know if you'll remember this in a snowstorm in the winter. My boiler. We came out on like a Saturday night. Really? And I called and I was like, look, dude, I'm like, uh, they'll live till Monday. You know, we got space heaters. We'll be all right. And, you, you know, you were like, she's pregnant. Forget it. <laughs> you were there like in, in like 10 minutes. You were there and, and you know, had the heat working. Luckily, you're three blocks away. Right. Yeah. If you were four. Probably not. It would yeah. be Monday. <laughs> it would. I'd be like, ah, she's pregnant. Uh, Monday. <laughs> she got an extra layer to keep her warm. It's fine. Well, honestly, I had. I don't know who reached out to you, who expressed interest, but I'm actually glad we have someone from your industry because, and I'll tell you, I scroll through YouTube reels all the time, and the cop abuse nowadays is insane. Yeah, it's getting to be a lot. It's like every day, it's like worse and worse. I get random channels. Um, like audit channels recommended to me and which I'm going to be honest I understand the need for like citizens to like you know kind of bust chops every once in a while but these guys are jerks there's no need to be like that right when you're doing an audit channel yeah yeah well and it's it can be a lot you know and it's like basically me personally I learned when I got on the job it's like if I'm on a car stop with you, like you kind of dictate how it goes. Yeah. Like I'm going to be polite and professional until you're not. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to, you know, now well, what's we were the, getting a warning, but now not so no. much. What's, <laughs> what's the difference between a board authority cop and just like a regular? Well, we're, uh, we're a bi-state agency. There's not too many agencies in the country that have authority in two states. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and it's, which is, that's a nightmare. It's not a nightmare, but it's like, it takes a lot to get used to it because there were things that in like New Jersey, you get a summons and go on your way. Yeah. Do the same thing, you know, a mile further down the road and you're in New York, you go to jail. You know? Yeah. Like, like driving with a suspended license in New Jersey. I'm going to, I'm actually going to, you know, give you a ticket and be like, look, you know, you got 20 minutes to get someone here to drive the car or else I got to impound it. Wow. And you're on your way. And in New York, you're driving with a suspended license you you could get arrested. You could wind up right to jail in Manhattan Central Booking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with like actual criminals. You know, Jeez. so it's weird. It, so you have to you have to know both state laws. You, yeah, you have to be familiar with them. It's funny because on my job, guys tend to like gravitate towards one side of the river or the other. Like okay. I try not to 
get involved in stuff in New York. Okay. I, because, you know. Were you born and raised in Jersey? Yeah. I'm, I've, okay. I've been born and raised within a mile of where we are right now. Really? Okay. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in Jersey, like, you could kill four people and I will have you lodged in the county jail and you won't be my problem anymore within like four hours. In New York, you could have a suspended license and I could be stuck with you for like 16 hours oh, wow. waiting to talk to an ADA, get my tour swung to the next day to talk to the judge. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. That's crazy. And it's like you, you bring someone to a county jail in Jersey, it's like a hospital. Like you just walk up to a window, you answer a bunch of questions, and off you go. And Manhattan Central Booking is like you walk in, you're like, all right, I got TB now. And probably two types of hepatitis, which would be in here. It's like, it's gross. It's, it's gross. I can imagine. You know, it's, it's a, when you go into Manhattan Central Booking, there's this long hallway you stand in originally, and it's like the cops all on one side and the perps all on the other, and it's this wide, and you're just standing there facing each other. <laughs> With the guy you just arrested. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I've, I've pulled up there, and we're getting the guy out of the car, and a little further down the street, there's an NYPD prisoner van getting out with like eight guys on a chain. And I'll look at my perp and be like, you want to go home tonight? Yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm like, run, run for the door. <laughs> I'm like, if they beat us to the door, we're here for like six hours. Just run. And, you know, I'll be leading this guy, you know. There's too much paperwork for me to even chase after you for it. No, no, no. I mean, like, run to the door. I'm uh -oh. not letting him leave. Yeah. <laughs> It's first come, first serve. We got to yeah. beat these guys in the door. They're doing that in New York now. They're letting out. They are. Yeah, yeah, they're just letting people mm -hmm. out. Is they that true? Yeah, it's it cashless bail. Bail is. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, so it's. I mean, they they've but kinda, for serious crimes. No, it's not just like cashless bail for like like over over underpaid parking tickets. No, or no, it is. it's, it's like, yeah, it's like legit stuff that people are still getting out for now. Car theft. Yeah. You, you know. I mean, I've had guys be like, "I'll be home before you." Yeah, and I'm like, You're "Probably oh. right." Like in the movies, I'll <laughs> be like out before I'll gut. be out before lunchtime. Like yep. in the Sopranos, the, the I mean, to say. is it is it because of just like overcrowding? The system's overcrowded. It's, it's because it's politics. It's politics. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, you know. whatever you don't feel comfortable talking about, yeah. which is so John's three years away from getting attention, <laughs> and we don't want to ruin it by him well, doing this yeah, backwoods I, podcast and how, saying something wrong. How long you been doing it for? 17 years. 17 job. years. Yeah. And I just kind of, it was like an accident. It was absolutely an accident. It was, uh, I wanted to be a fireman. Um, you I, look like a fireman, to be <laughs> honest. Like, you look more like a fireman. Yeah. I, I, well, I took all the tests. I was high on the hiring lists. And uh, a buddy of mine was like, take the test for the Port Authority cops. They're trained as firefighters, too, at the airports. And oh, I was like, okay. oh, all right. You know, and uh, I got in, I, I took the test. I wound up. I never heard from him. I took the test in 2002, and in, like, 2006, I heard from them. And it was, like, a fluke. It was my oh, wow. former... We had moved. My former landlady, she called up. She's like, I, you got a package from the Port Authority. And I figured, like, my wife had gone through without her easy pass. I thought it was, like, a ticket. Right. So I picked it up, and it was, like, you know, report for processing. And I was like, no way. Like, six years later. Yeah, like... or. Five years later, yeah. Holy smokes. Because you so, said, you said you, before that you were, you were a teacher, right? I was, yeah, I was a middle school teacher, 12 years. What subject? Uh, English and social studies. I, I didn't... I had, so I didn't get a whole lot of guidance in high school. I was, uh, you know, I was just one of those kids. Like, I was... C student, middle of the road. <sighs> a good day. Yeah. C student. D's for diploma. <laughs> I'm telling you, know, you I'm there to play sports. There's favoritism <laughs> with, like, guidance counselors and stuff. Well... Like, if you're not fitting the mold... Yep. They're just like, yeah, he'll figure it out. So 
I was not a, it wasn't that I wasn't bright. I was just lazy. Like I didn't, you know, they'd give me a 150 page book to read in English class in high school. And I'd be like, no. And I'd go home and read an 800 page Stephen King book instead, you know? But, uh, I was always a very good test taker. So that's what got you. So like, I crushed my SATs. I get, I got called into the guidance counselor's office and he's like, we got your SAT scores. We have a problem. You cheated. Right. And I'm like, what's the problem? He's like, you got a 1360. I'm like, how is that a problem? He's like, well, either you cheated, which is a problem, you know, or you've been screwing around for three years, which is also a problem, but that's your problem. And I was like, it's the second one. Dude. I promise you, you know, and, I mean, they're like, come on, John, we know you're a moron. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what it was like. And I was like, uh, you know, I mean, it was just very much find your own way. And uh, I mean, you know, trades never occurred to me. I had no kind of mechanical skills at all. I still don't, you know, they don't um, even recommend them in school. No. I mean, all that stuff is well, they gone. don't have those classes. Yeah, they don't have, they don't have those classes. I mean, right. no one was no one. I mean. Did any of your guidance counselors say, oh, you, why don't you think of... No, uh, my guidance counselor was pretty bad, and my parents hated my guidance counselor, too, because I was an athlete, and I wanted to play soccer. Yeah. And I ended up, you know, having a short professional stint. Okay. But when you go to your guidance counselor, and when your parents get in touch with your guidance counselor, they don't want to hear that the guidance counselor actually recommended that you're going to be a soccer player. Right. Like, it sounds, it sounds dumb. Right. It's dumb, and you want them to recommend you know, college or, yeah. you know, certain types of trades or whatever it is. But, you know, I was the same, same boat as you. Well, you know, speaking of soccer, I made the soccer team my freshman year. And the kid that I beat out is now the coach of the uh, U.S. men's national team. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> well, I played. He uh, actually left the school to go to a different school. And, and I wound up playing for like two weeks. And I realized I'm like, these guys are all legit soccer players and yeah. I'm just fast. And yeah. like, I don't. Love it like these guys love it. Yeah, and I just wound up doing track all through high school and college, you know. But what we do? What'd you do after high school? I mean, I so, college. so you're in your early fifties. Yeah. You don't mind me 50, saying I'm that. Fifty. You're fifty yeah. on the dot. Yeah, don't push me. So, so, <laughs> so okay. So seventeen years. So thirty three. You got into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. What led? You said it was a fluke. The whole police yeah. thing. But yeah, I mean, if I had, if I on a whim decided to apply for the police station four years later i get the note i wouldn't i wouldn't join like what led you up to that oh because i hated what i was doing i i got into teaching for the wrong reasons like and and i think you know i don't think as much as you talk about how like cops get a bad rap and people are giving us a hard teachers get it as bad yeah and you know everyone's like oh they you know they get summers off and it's like what you don't realize is if you have 150 students and you're an english teacher and you assign a two-page essay. Two days later, you're getting 300 pages yeah. of stuff you got to read. It's like the worst novel you've ever read you in your life, and you have you to read like it. You didn't like to read in high school. And you you know, know, getting... and I love to read. I just didn't like to read oh, what I was supposed like to read. What a sign. And, uh, and, yeah, so, like, so they don't get enough credit. And I, I honestly believe, like, there's nothing better than a good teacher, but, you know, there's nothing worse than a bad one. And I was, you know, on my way to being a bad one because I just didn't care. You couldn't care anymore. No, and I, I loved coaching though, and it was like, you know, you're gonna go be miserable for six hours a day to be happy for two hours a day. It's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. So I was looking to get out. Um, I was on a volunteer fire department when 9/11 happened, and I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. And uh, did you go over there? Did you cross the bridge? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
didn't do anything cool or interesting or well, anything. I mean, but you know, we responded. Yeah. But um, you know, but uh, you know what's crazy about that? Sorry to interrupt, but oh. my my niece is in school over here, um, in Paramus, and she told me that they didn't do anything this year for. 9-11 memorial you know like every year leading up to it they yeah. were doing memorials for huh. it you know in schools you don't have to stand for the pledge anymore yeah you don't have to but now this was the first year that she told me I, when i asked her, i was like well you know how was how was the school how was the school day what you guys do for september 11th that she goes we didn't do anything yeah it's it's weird like and i see it because i mean you know my job lost 37 guys not counting all the civilian employees it's the largest loss of life in one day ever in law enforcement, um, there were four from the command I'm assigned to, you know, and it's every wow. day you live with it. You come in, there's like we have those four guys, their lockers are basically set up almost like a yep. museum slash memorial. You know, um, these dudes just showed up to work that yeah. day, figuring it was a regular day and, you know, got involved. Like it, it was like something out of a movie, you know, yep. and got involved in it and, you know, these four guys didn't get to go home, and it's... Everyone you know, remembers what happened, where they were, what yeah, they were doing. Course. I was up in Boston. I was in school in Boston, and they shut down all classes for, like, the whole day, and, like, it was just the news playing the same thing over and yeah. over and over again. And my my buddy across the hall comes and wakes me up because I slept through my first class. I was, I, I was a horrible student. Yeah, I shouldn't have I, gone to college. I was the same way in college. This, is, this, is, college. Yeah. this is the worst students in <laughs> yeah, all of school i, probably. Didn't. Yeah. I shouldn't have gone to college but he rushes in he's like yo turn on your tv turn on to you someone hit the someone hit the building and that was it for the rest of the yeah. day everyone just walked around yeah. everyone remembers where they were i was in that school that my niece is in oh, wow, i was in paramus? that same school yeah in paramus i was in that same school and my dad calls my mom and he goes take him out of school right now yeah. Like, I was one of the only kids that, like, he pulled out because my father is from Israel. So, he like, they kind of know how this stuff goes down. He goes, they thought we're, they he thought that there was going to be multiple. Right. When there's right. one, there's usually several. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know? But that one, I guess, was just so big. And it was just, that's, that, was, well, there were several. We right. forget about yeah. PA. And right. you forget about yeah. the, the, um, the second in DC one. And, yeah, in uh, DC, the Pentagon. The Pentagon. Yeah. I mean, you work a job, you get used to doing day in and day out. But, like... Does it ever cross your mind like something like that could happen again at any time? You have no idea, like you know. Because uh, you, you listen, we're plumbers. We're not dealing with. You don't know what's going to happen when you knock on the door, right? We know what's going to happen with a boiler. Yeah. The worst thing I'm going to do is get shocked or burned or something. But <laughs> you, you knock on a window, ask for a license and registration. You have no clue what is coming out that window. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's funny because that actually kind of goes back to the whole teaching thing because, you know, what I said about like, there's nothing better than a good one and there's nothing worse than a bad one. I had a couple of guys in, as academy instructors who were like, there's guys that are there to play the game and it's, oh, it's weekends off and it's a steady day shift and it's an easy job. And then there's guys that are there because they care about the product that they're producing, you know, like yeah. the new recruits and they want to make sure that you're safe and you know what you're doing and you know how to handle, handle yourself. And I had a couple guys like that. So, I mean, I'm, I've always been <laughs> probably too confident in, in my abilities, but like, you know, I've had, I've, I've, you know, thank God I've never had something like nine 11 to deal with, but like I've had a couple of like crazy jobs where it's, you don't even think about it. It's right. just a switch flips 
you do what you're supposed to do, you know, you go through whatever you got to go through, and then, like, you know, it seems like two hours later, but it's, like, 20 minutes later when it's all over, and you're yeah. standing there, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that I happened. just did that, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, or that just happened. It's And then know. it sets in and afterwards. Then, and then you're like, all right, well, you know, and then you, you go out for beers with the guys. After yeah. the, it's like anything else. It's like a football game. It's just like, I mean, as an athlete, you know, it's just like when something like that happens and you get through it, yeah. it's like winning a game. Yeah, you know. Sometimes you score a goal where you're just like, "Oh, I don't even remember how I did that." Yeah, guys are high fiving and yeah. they're like, "Let's get drinks after work," yeah. and you know, it's like almost like a celebration. Yeah, you just know? start doing that when we put in boilers after the. After the <laughs> we just do. Like, we do. I, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast, but you remember there was one time we had like a really long day, a really long. Crappy I know day. What you're say. Yeah, we had a really crappy. We were like house. yelling at each other. No, <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. It was like a full day, fourteen, full day, sixteen hour fil- job. Filthy. We were, we're filthy. yelling at each other. Yeah, like it was just talking awful. to each other like crap. We yeah. fin- finally finished the day. We're driving home. It's what, like nine o'clock at night, yeah. something like that. And we're driving home, and some. We just we just super catch our, feminine we just, song. We just catch ourselves both singing like Katy Perry "Firework" on the radio. <laughs> yeah. And the two of us are singing it like, really and we literally verbally ripped each other apart for like three yeah. hours prior. Yeah. But then you get into the car, co- and listen, I'm not comparing what we do to you at all. <laughs> but I'm saying like, there's that camaraderie mindset, which is important right. to your mental health. It is, it's huge. You know, it's knowing who you can count on, knowing like, and you, within a matter of, you know, weeks at a new place, because you know we transfer from command to command sometimes in the port authority you like you find out who the players are and you yeah. know you know who you're kind of similar with as far as what you're willing to get into what you're willing and those are the guys you gravitate towards and and once yeah. you know you have a crew that you can count on it's like you know you're ready for anything yeah. pretty much in 17 years i'm sure the vibe i mean how much has changed in 17 years it's, it's uh, a totally different world probably yeah it's I mean, I caught the tail end of it being the greatest job in the world. And, like, some of the things that used to happen with some of these old-timers. Like, when I was a rookie, I went to the GWB. And I, I actually played the Jedi mind trick on them. It was actually pretty funny. So when you're in the academy, when you're coming towards the end, they give you a wish list of where you want to go. You know, the Port Authority has the three big airports. They yeah. have the bus terminal, the World Trade Center, and all the Hudson River crossings. GWB, Holland, Lincoln... And then a command is called SIB. It's the Staten Island Bridges. It's the Gothels, the Outer Bridge, and the Big right. And uh, oh, and Path. Can't okay. Path, the Path right. train system. So they're like, you know, they give us this list to fill out, and they're like, uh, don't even bother putting the GWB. They haven't sent rookies there ever. And I was desperate to go to the GWB because I live yeah. five minutes away. Yeah. yeah. I'm like. Uh, all right, well, I knew PATH was very in-demand, too. PATH is a great command. Um, so I knew I wouldn't have the class rank to get PATH. So I was hoping I put down PATH first, GWB second, hoping that they'd be like, well, you know, uh, he's a pretty good guy. We can't give uh, him PATH. Let's give him the bridge. Yeah. And my third was like, I don't know, the Lincoln or something, because it's still close and whatever. Yeah. You know, But ultimately, they're going to do what they want, so who cares? And sure enough, I got the GWB, and it was oh, yeah. like that was a very senior command at the time. Um, there was like me and like eight or nine of my classmates, and then the next junior guy had like thirteen years on, and there were like the senior guy on patrol had like twenty-seven years on, and you know he'd been there like literally like in the eighties, you know during like yeah. the crack epidemic, yeah. right. and, like these were like you know old school 
you know old school like, New York Manhattan. Like, they when still had those like me- They still like, had those metal with leather. <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> uh, yeah, sap, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and uh, I remember new. I don't re- I fully remember it, but we- I grew up around here too, and I remember going into the city in the eighties, and it was terrible. It was yeah. freaking terrible. Oh yeah. And I don't know, I haven't been to the, I used to go to the city all the time just to hang out. I, I'm not even interested in crossing the bridge anymore. But it's because it's $20 every time you want to go there. I, I, just yeah, to go that, there. Authority. that too, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, so yeah, that's right. So that's, go, that's going to you guys. That's what kind of supports. I, I, I mean, it. I don't know how it breaks down. I don't know what it goes to. That's going into your wallet specifically. Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably some of it anyway. We might as well just give it to you. <laughs> just give him 20 bucks every time you decide um, to go to the city. I don't, I, I don't even go into the city anymore. But what I hear is that it's getting bad again. There's it's some not, areas that it's are not great. Yeah, there's there's places that you know. I would what I could can't even imagine is when 9/11 happened before and after, especially watching the bridges, like the difference. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it was. I mean, you got to remember, 9/11 was 2001. Yeah. I didn't get on until 2007. Yeah, I know. So it's like it's still pretty far past. Yeah. But it's close enough that it's like we're still, you know. You saw the same protocols. Oh I'm my sure god! Was, you know, God forbid, as a rookie at the GWB, God forbid a truck gets across the lower level because yeah. some engineer figured out like a truckload of explosives on the upper level, you Doesn't know, whatever. But on the damage. lower level, it takes down the whole, thing, down the whole like, thing. I don't know if that's true. I but that was you know half the job was chasing people off, you know, <laughs> that were trying to access with like U-Hauls and stuff. Yeah. My first arrest was a guy. Tried to bring a U-Haul across, and I pulled him over, and uh, he had like a 56-page rap sheet and was wanted in like seven states. Jesus. And Yeah, it was, it was actually like, looking back, it's one of those things where you look back and you're like, oh my God, I was like such a stupid rookie. Like, I just didn't, you know, he didn't seemed register. like a nice old man. Yeah. And he was like, he was wanted for everything short of murder. <laughs> Holy cow. You know, usually you get a warrant out of Patterson, and you'd call up, and they're like, yeah, we're not coming. Release him with a court date. This guy, the Vermont State Police were like, we'll be there in four hours. Uh, no way. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, They've been was, looking for this guy. Yeah, they've been looking for him for a while. That's, it's, it was just dumb luck. It's insane to me how many vehicles pass that bridge. I've had to take that over with my work truck. Yeah. And I've never been stopped, never been this, never been that. And how you guys are able to be like... You got to get that guy. You got to get it. Like, what even sets it off? Like, how do you? Like what he yeah. just said. You, I know the they, cameras are insane. Well, that was that was just purely because he was in a truck going across the lower level. I mean, oh, okay. If you're talking right. about like, how do we pick what cars to stop? Yeah, things like that. You look for you look for violations, and like little things tend to lead to big things. A, okay. A friend of mine at the Holland Tunnel stopped a car a couple of years ago because. It had a crack going across the windshield from like the bottom passenger side all the way to the top driver's side. And he stops it and it's these two guys and a girl and they have like a whole bunch of guns, a whole bunch of knives, hollow point bullets. They were going into the city to like rescue a girl from uh, from like a heroin den supposedly. I mean, I, I have... I <laughs> You have your suspicions. I have my suspicions as to what they're really doing. But... Uh, but yeah, he wound up with like a crack you know, all these in the gun window. dollars, and it's all because of that. Yeah, it's yep. like, you know, uh, expired inspection stickers. You know, everyone that, thinks like cops do like crazy racial profiling. It's not. It's not effective. Yeah. It's it's not 
it's I mean, are there guys that do it? Probably. I personally don't know any that would because you're risking everything. Yeah. I'm not I'm not looking to, you know, come home and have Al Sharpton with a podium on my lawn like <laughs> Oh my you know, gosh. I, it's Give me that it's podium. not effective. <laughs> but you can do you can do vehicular profiling. Like if you see like a like a '96 Corolla with blackout tints and spinners and North Carolina plates. I was gonna say it does not matter what the driver looks like. Yeah. Somebody in that car is going to jail. Yeah. Nissan know? Maximas would be my pullover. Uh, Chrysler 300. That Chrysler too. 300. Uh, Chrysler yeah. 300. If you can't pull a warrant out of a Chrysler 300, it is, it is not your day to take somebody to jail. You're just, yeah. you know, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, when I, I lived out in Michigan, I that's that's the car I drove. Like a newer 300? Chrysler 300, yeah. 300? With tinted windows. That was my uncle's oh, car. Oh, forget it. And he let me drive it. <laughs> and I was like, after a few days, I was like, I don't think this is good. Like, because he lives close to Detroit. I was like, yeah. if I go to Detroit, this car is not coming yeah. home with me. The dude's like, doing a 36 yeah. and a 35. Get yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. You know? I saw this video once. I don't know which bridge it was on. I actually think it was one of the New York bridges. It was... It's the video started out. It was zoomed in on some dude's newspaper, sitting like a, a newspaper um, title, and it was zooming out. And it was a newspaper sitting in, on a passenger seat, and right. it kept zooming out. It zoomed out to the point where the car, it was a car going down a bridge like sixty-five miles an hour, oh, and wow. the camera was able to zoom in where you can read the writing. That's crazy. You don't know anything about that. I don't know anything. All right, about so that. then I guess it's not yeah, New York. The, the, Maybe it was Cali or something. I mean, it could be New York. It's just, I mean, I don't. Our our all our camera stuff is dealt with by other people. Like we don't. Okay, do that. I got you. Why, like every time you watch those shows, like those catch a criminal type shows, why is the camera always like the worst? Like my phone camera could get a better yeah. picture than these <laughs> catch the criminal or like a bank camera. Well, why like, does every single bank have a camera that's? <laughs> That's like filmed with a potato. Potato. And I just got my body camera like three weeks ago. I just got trained on it, and now we have these things. Oh wow! And it's it's interesting. Yeah. Then you don't get to see that footage automatically gets uploaded somewhere. Nope. I'm assuming. Well, I get to see it. I get, I okay. can't do anything with it. I can't change it. I can't. I can add notes to it. Like, um, you know, just for example, we had a a job the other day where. Basically, I responded to a cop fighting with a, a guy. A cop got assaulted, and he was fighting with the guy. And I responded, and so now there's three guys here, all with body cameras. It's all different angles. And I'm as I'm walking around, I'm walking over to my to my police car to get like you know a first aid bag or something. And a lady stops me, and she's like, "That cop was in the right," and he and gave this whole huge statement about how this went down. And uh, I was like, "Okay," so I like you know when I when I upload that footage, I put like, you know, at about 17 minutes in this, you know, there's a statement about, you know, so that when they're going through it, they can find what they need to find, you know, but it's a, it's a weird thing. I, I have mixed emotions about it. Um, in some ways I feel like it takes our discretion away. Uh, because it used to be like, if I gave a person a break for something, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not now. You can't. Do what do you have to like, go over well, you every this day? Guy a break, but not this guy. Do you have oh. to go over that footage every day with somebody no. or something? No. no. Just no. when oh, something gosh. happens, any any kind of police activity now, you have to call up and get a number to categorize it, and it's it's a whole thing. So it's out of your hands at the end of the day. Out of my hands. I can't. I can't alter it in any way. I can't do anything. I can just see it. You know, basically. 
what people don't understand is that when you get in like a high stress adrenaline situation, time changes in your mind, you know, things happen right. differently, things that you don't notice happen. Yep. So it's not really fair to ask me to give my statement, you know, as to what happened when I could look. It's biased. It, you know, and then they look at the video and they're like, well, look, you said this happened yeah. 10 seconds later. Right, it was right, four right, minutes. Right, right, and you're right. just focused like, uh, on the moment. Right. And so, not dying. So to, to basically go back and, and review what actually happened. So I give my statement and it is accurate, you know. Um, like I said, I can't change anything. But, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I had a job years ago where uh, my car got sideswiped by a stolen car. I chased him out into the Pulaski Skyway. He wrecked. I cleared the car, recovered a gun, chased this guy on foot across the bridge. We wound up catching him and the whole thing. And it was like, in my head, this took like four hours. It was like the longest yeah. thing. It was like 20 minutes tops, yeah. start to finish, like 20 minutes. And, you know, if you had asked me, you know, it was a four like hour I said, deal. you just go on, you go on autopilot and things like yeah. things just happen. Your training takes over and you do the things you're supposed to do. And then afterward, you're like, oh, well, that's I, I, do, I know you have questions, but I do want to ask because I've talked about this with friends and family and stuff like that. Do you think because you see a lot of videos nowadays of, you know, instances between cops and and civilians and how a lot of people talk about how situations get mishandled or whatever yeah um and it's usually it looks to me like it's usually the younger guys do you think there's a problem with the lack of training or under training at least for the newer generation because i remember we talked about we talked about like the requirements to to get into the academy yeah, yeah. the standards have been lowered significantly yeah. since when you joined right uh, they're pretty much the same as when I joined, but they were never. You know, it, it's not. It's not SEAL training. <laughs> you know, you're not. Right. You're not being like, oh, you have to run three six-minute mile. Like, there's yeah. none of that. Um, well, the simple fact that you said you chased that guy across the bridge. I mean, that the fact that you can run, put in, in my book, makes you a better cop. <laughs> uh, that's that's a that's adrenaline, and that's to be honest, that's like a competitive thing. That's like a. That's a former. Track I've just, guy. I've just seen, like, I've just seen cops that look like oranges on toothpicks. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and it's like, like Frankie. What are you? How are you? If something goes down, what are you going to yeah, do? There, there's, there's some of that. If you're falling, you're not getting up. Well, that goes to people like you too. Like you're in shape and and you have the ability to do those things. Yeah. And you said like you have a partner. Like you don't want to have to wait. Like let's right. say you do like what you said an eight or nine minute mile. Yeah. You're that quick. Okay, you know that you can catch up to somebody. Your partner can do a 15-minute mile. Right. So you have that time frame that you have to wait for somebody. You said like yeah. before. I mean, the good news is like you can't outrun the radio, they say. Like, right. You know, and uh, I, I got to say about – I feel like most departments are like this, but mine especially. I guess because we ride in solo cars, guys are coming quick. Mm -hmm. You know, I, uh, I actually pulled over a car – couple years back and you know it was a, a brand new gmc top of the line pickup truck no plate at all no temp tag no nothing and when i put that over i didn't even have to say like can you send me an addition like as i'm getting out of my car to walk up to this car i hear three other guys over the radio like you know responding 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 so so that's actually, what that is it actually turned out to be uh jake gyllenhaal driving the truck yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny what's he doing 
He was just he. He was like no plates. He's a clueless celebrity. No, he's actually super cool. Like I've dealt with guys. Oh, I don't have plates in the back of my truck. He's like, well, I drove it here from California. In California, they don't you don't leave the dealership with them. They just mail them to you. And uh, he made it all. What? Yeah. First of all, like first of all, I don't believe that at all. Is that a thing? I have no idea. But you know what? Like I was Jake Gyllenhaal. So when you get celebrities, like I, I, I just always assume they're going to be jerks. So like I don't. I pretend. Like, I, I wouldn't acknowledge who he was. Right. And I was already formulating in my head, like, if this guy's a jerk, I'm going to be like, hey, man, I loved you in Transformers and pretend that I thought he was Shia LaBeouf. You know? Uh, that one with Tom Hardy when you the bootleggers? Yeah. Awesome. You know? But he was super cool and super nice and polite and whatever. And he's like, uh, you know, he, he told me, and he's like, uh, you know, you want to run my license? I'm like, yeah, dude, I... I'm like, based on what you made from your last movie, I assume you could buy five of these. <laughs> so I'm really It's not-, not the case of if it's stolen or not, but like I don't believe like, yeah. you have to drive with I- some sort of temp tag. He like pull like- he like pulls off, he's like suckers. I have so much C four <laughs> back here. <laughs> Twelve kilos <laughs> yeah, ahead. Seriously. All right, let's make some real money. <laughs> it was as I walked up, this German shepherd sticks its head out the win- at the back window and it's like this big. And I'm like and I stopped, I'm like, uh is he going to be a problem? Dogs. He's like, no, he's he's terrified of authority figures. I'm like, great. He put the window up. He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. And I walk up and it, I'm like, oh, it's it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Wow. The only way that he could have done that drive from California to New York is if he had a crap ton of cocaine in, the, in that car. There's <laughs> no real. way. I don't know. He's a really nice guy. He was super cool. Uh, that's that's just cool, I guess. I guess. Yeah. You know, like usually celebrities are, you know, you know who I am? He played a cop in that movie Prisoners. Yeah. In uh, End of Watch was probably his oh, best yeah, one. Yeah. That was a really yeah. good one. With who's that Hispanic dude? What's his name? Uh, Michael Michael Pena. Pen- yep. Who's really good. Yep. I'm not like a movie every- guy. That was a cool I'm movie. I'm not a movie. I can't. Yeah. It was a different. It was like a different. It was like a POV type movie where they everything. It's not. Everything it was a Rocky like, camera the whole time. No, he's yeah. Like, he's a film student. Okay. Um, moon, yeah. Like he's moonlighting as a film student as a cop. So he's he's doing this documentary about yeah. what he goes through with the LAPD and. Let me ask you how how accurate is uh, the Police Academy movies compared with it? <laughs> it's pretty spot on, actually. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was exactly like my experience. Super Troopers, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Some of those things, though, actually are like like we do stupid things like that, like to try and entertain ourselves. <laughs> of course. Like, you know how he does like the meow game? Yeah. Like we don't do. I've never really done that, but. He got that from us. They'll be like, uh, <laughs> I pulled him over one time and told him about it. They'll give you like three words and be like, work these words into your conversation. That is like, awesome. You know, you do stupid funny. things. That's like, you know, awesome. You know, I mean, basically, just like the conversations you have with people. If you're a people person, you can actually just just by you know talking to people, you'll get them to like they always say, like you talk yourself into yeah. cops. Yeah, you let you know? people talk, and but like. Like I had a guy one time, um, he was driving a car, it was his sister's car and she had warrants and I stopped the car and, and he wound up having warrants too. And I was like, uh, I was like, Hey man, uh, can your sister come down and pick up the car? And now this guy looks like, I mean, he's got face tattoos. He's got like the grill right. and everything like that. And, and he's like, uh, just got profiled. He's like, well, what kind of, uh shape is her license in and i'm like i don't know man I, i'm not allowed to look at it without her being here it's a privacy issue which is not true right you know 
Uh, I mean, I can see it because she's the registered yeah. owner of the car. I can't randomly look it up. But yeah. Whatever. You know, so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he goes, that sounds like some old coming to the parlor said my spider to the fly type <laughs> shit officer. And I'm like, that is a shockingly literary <laughs> reference for a dude with gold fronts. I'm like, he goes, what can I say? Yo, I'm a regular Frederick Shakespeare. And I was like, dude, I just want to let you go right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I'm like, that's pretty, you know, like, it's almost like if you guys, if if people will treat you with respect, I mean, listen, if you're committing a crime, you're committing a crime. Right. But if I get pulled over, my license is out, both my windows are down, it's ready to go. All right. Always nice. But you'll see since Always now, since nice. everyone <laughs> to cops. <laughs> But like you'll see these people have TikTok accounts where they'll just yeah. bust ch- cops chops like that's that's part of how things have changed like Do you we, have to have to deal with that? Yeah. Like some some chick with oh yeah, it's you my walk TikTok. Up and you can see their phone and like you see yourself on their on the screen and you're like oh awesome. Here we go. You know, but like You know I have one of those too, right? But <laughs> it's well, that's actually very new for me and it's really it's good cuz it's you know in a way they have like I said, I wasn't super f- a fan of it because I feel like it takes your discretion away, but yeah. it also like it has saved more than one guy. Yeah. 100%. You know? But uh the difference was like when I first got on, if you were arresting somebody and they resisted and you fought and whatever, when it was done, it was like they're like, "All right, good game." Yeah. You know, like yeah. kind of most of them acknowledge I was breaking the law, I got caught, I resisted, yeah. I got You got me. You got me. It is what it is. Nobody's ever wrong now. Yeah, it, nobody's that's true. ever. It's wrong. an entitlement thing. It's, I think they will die on that hill. They're you know. Yeah, I'm telling wrong. you, man. In the last 10, 15, 10, 15 years, like our, our culture has just completely changed from it's, what yeah, I'm. I'm ten years younger than you. Okay, okay? I graduated in ninety nine. It's it's a whole different game, and I I don't know if it's because of. The internet, smartphones, it's it's social old. media. It's got to be a social combination. Social media is a big thing, you know. Like, like it's crazy now. This makes me sound like an old man, but I it is social media and the internet. Like, there, you know, the internet gave morons a voice. Yeah, you know, like in the old days where people were like, you know, everyone has self doubts, and there were like guys us. out there that were stupid, and they were like, eh, I might not be the brightest bulb in the batch, <laughs> so I'm just gonna kind of keep a low profile. And no, now they go find on the internet like 500 and there's others. other morons well, just yeah. like them. And they're like, see, I'm not stupid. They, they have their own website. You know what it is? Yeah. The morons, kind of like me, I used to, when I used to be in conversations with other people, I used to just quiet and listen. Yeah, just be quiet. Because every, everything that everybody was saying was a lot smarter than what I was thinking. I, and, I, and I was just like, <laughs> okay, so I'm learning now. But if you say, if, like, if I say something, I'm going to sound stupid. And people are, now they're just like, Say it. No, they'll just, just say just it. Just say whatever comes to mind. Confidently wrong. Yeah. Oh, they'll make they'll make entire video series about yeah. it now. Yep. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's crazy. But it's also a lack of punishment. No, the new the new climate is. Yeah, I think is, that yeah. there's a a huge lack, lack of, of accountability. Accountability and yeah. punishment. Like if used to be that you would get punished for whatever you did. It's like with teaching. Back in the day, if my teacher went to my parents and said, "Phil's doing this and he's doing that," my parents would yeah. say, "We got it." Yeah. Now, yeah. It's the teacher who is all wrong. Little Micah is completely innocent. <laughs> no, he does no wrong ever. Yeah. Why little Micah? I don't know. <laughs> to be honest. I knew a little... Okay, I know why. It's subliminal. 
for like three years, I went to this this elementary school before I went grew up in Sparta, and this kid Micah was this spoiled little brat, and he was like how I'm saying, like you know, back then your parents would say, "We'll take care of it." Like yeah. his parents were like the parents today back then. It's funny because I'm perfect I am little the Micah, polar opposite of that now, and uh, like. Last year, my kid was late for chem class like two or three times, and the teacher was like, you know, finally he'd had enough. He's like, listen, next time, it's detention. Yeah. My kid was late again, and he got detention, and I was like, awesome. Yeah. You know, and I actually wrote an email to the teacher like, hey, man, just want to say, you know, thank you for setting a standard for this kid and holding him to it, because that doesn't happen that often. And I actually... I work in a job where people love to complain about you, so yeah. I am kind of sensitive yeah. to like nobody ever has anything positive to say. So I always try to be that guy. So like I actually wrote to the principal and was like, "Hey, uh, you know this guy is doing a great job. You know, held my kid to a standard. I appreciate it and whatever." And I saw the principal like not too too much later at a, a lacrosse game, and he's like, "It was a day off when I sent him the email," and he's like, "I saw the." The subject line, I was on the golf course, and I was like, oh, my whole day is going to be ruined. He's like, and I opened it up, and it was like the greatest email ever. He's like, I, you know, I put it in his file. You That's going to remember. He's going to remember it. that. Like, we came up with a new idea right just now. What? Google reviews for teachers. That's, oh, that, that's, 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 that's a thing? Yeah. yeah. RateMyTeachers.com. It? it was yeah. a, yeah. it's See already dead. It started and then. It died? It was yeah. that Cause, bad? Yeah, because nobody ever has it's anything trash. good to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you were the only guy who actually probably wrote right? a review. Dude, I'm telling you, listen, that goes a long way. And like, we've been working with you for several years now. You're always in a good mood. I can't imagine like you're much different on the job. I'm not always in a good mood. Well, just, oh, that's okay. Let know. me take that back. You have the personality where. You can you can tell that like when you're on the field, you're not this authoritative. You know, you, can you get like that? Absolutely. It's, it, <laughs> but when it's absolutely. necessary, like my daughter will be like, "Oh God, Officer Hart is here." Because like, <laughs> like if I feel like my kids are lying to me about something, I'll break them down like they're perps. Like I'll be like, make them tell the story, make them tell it backwards, review the time frame and everything, and eventually they're like, "Oh, you got me! I ate the Oreos for God's sake!" Like. You know, sit that he's got a special lamp. He sits down across the yeah, table. It's a really bright lamp. Uh, we had a guy who was in security last week. He used to do security, and he learned all like he learned like body tells and, sit, tells. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that absolutely, really that's cool. the thing. We got, that's the thing. I like, got, you go through training. Um, we got when I was an academy instructor, I got some training on it because we were going to do a class on it. But uh, I wound up leaving, you know, the instructor spot before I ever had to teach it. But yeah. it, was, it was super interesting. Like. Some of the body language things that they teach you, and you know, uh, I think I think that's fascinating. I, I actually was, follow a couple body language channels, right? Where they'll like analyze politicians speaking and stuff. Yeah, and they'll say, like, like lying, lying, lying. lying. <laughs> that's a lie. Another lie. He's I mean, that's twice kind of a here. Layup. That's like shooting fish in a <laughs> yeah, barrel. Know, yeah, right? that's not yeah. fair. You know, they find did the one whole... of them that's telling the truth. That's like the <laughs> yeah. sign languagers on TV. The people who do the sign language for like the yeah. the, the broadcast and. You can't understand how many of them are liars. Like they just hear about that famous one woman that was like, yeah, "Holy smokes, <laughs> that takes balls!" It's happened again. Another sign language interpreter accused of signing total gibberish. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I kind of. I'm looking at this woman. I heard about. That. I was like, that woman has she? I give nuts her of steel. I, give, I am a huge <laughs> believer in fake it till you make it. Yeah. Like in most aspects of my life, but I don't have the. But nerve you have to, to know that. something a little bit. That you can do fake take it, nerve. But you have to fake it a little bit. <laughs> That's but. amazing. Yeah. 
And oh, she man. got caught and got fired from like her real job. And that's insane oh, to me. Oh my god! I'd give her a race. I, I'd be like, good for you. you know? I'd be like, Glenda, you, you know what? You're CEO now. I mean, that was amazing. Glenda. I don't know. The names you come up with yeah. are excellent. Micah. <laughs> Micah. It sounds like a like a stone. No, Micah was a real name. Micah's a biblical name. It's a book of the Bible, isn't it? We'll check. I have a Bible on the shelf. You know what? Let's do this. We've been talking for quite some time. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Um, I want to hear some stories. We'll share some stories. Stories that you can share without getting in trouble. Yeah. All right. So so during the break, we'll we'll think about. (laughs) But uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Plumbing and heating for top-rated service in Bergen County, New Jersey. And don't forget to keep treats for Frankie on hand. From the region's major airports, to the World Trade Center campus, to our bi-state bridges, tunnels, and port, the Port Authority Police Department is responsible for the security of a lot more than you know. And being an officer comes with a lot more benefits than you know, like competitive salaries, tuition reimbursement, and retirement packages. To find out where the PAPD can take you, visit PAPDRecruit.com. All right, folks, welcome back to Plum Bums Podcast, the blue-collar tradesman show where we talk about small business, entrepreneurship, and actually, we don't even just talk about that anymore. It's, it's all industries all over the place. I feel like now it's more so. You Say it. I feel like now it's more so. It's kind of like. Middle class. <laughs> it's middle. It's just like the middle class podcast. The everyman's podcast. The everyman's podcast because it's not like now that we're getting into. we do that sign. What sign? <laughs> Plum bombs. Oh, middle class. Every every man's every man's podcast. I feel like that's taken already. I don't know. Being a cop is a little like a trade, though. It's like you know, it's a trade, but it's not a trade that you can specific set of skills. It's you know that you've acquired over a certain over a certain right. (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to. You know, I mean, they make you have college credits, but I have a bachelor's and a master's that have done absolutely nothing for me. If you can read on a third grade level and are willing to, you know, get punched in the face or punch someone in the face. Once in a blue moon, the world is your oyster. <laughs> Third grade level, yes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's you don't need to you know you don't need college. My my master's is just the most useless thing. Just a piece of paper. Yeah. I you know what I'm I'm telling that's that's a big reason why we started doing this too. Yeah. Because all these kids are going to college for what? I I literally went because I had no other. You didn't know what clue to do. What to do? That's like, what I did. That's there, why yeah, I went. I mean. You know, I majored in English. I'm like, oh, you know, I like to read. It's going to be like 80% girls as an English major. I'm like, odds are going to be in my favor. Sold. Yeah. Let's, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to do sports for four years and read some stuff. And, you know, and. Uh, yeah, we got to get, we need, and uh, uh, you reached out to me about your son interested in getting into plumbing eventually, which I'm so down for. He, uh, he just likes to use his hands. He's not the kind of, he's like me. He couldn't be in an office. Yeah. Like that's out of the question. That was that was never going to be a thing for me. So, and you know, getting onto the subject of like younger people getting into these fields, what would you recommend 
or would you even recommend people getting into your field? Yeah. Younger guys getting into your field? Or do now? you think the climate's just not there like what it used to be I, for you? I don't know. Uh, you know, I. it takes a, a specific mindset and you have to understand a number of things about the job going into it before you get in. Like, it's not for everybody. No. It's, you know, it's like that movie The Departed where he's like, you know, Martin Sheen says, he's like, do you want to be a cop or do you want to appear to be a cop? You know, and there's a lot of kids in it now that want to appear to be cops. Yeah. You know, but they don't, you know. What's the recruitment rate like right now? I don't know. Is it going up, down? It's uh, going down, I've read. I've heard, yeah. I don't know anything official, but everybody I've spoken to from other departments is like, they're hurting. They're hurting for recruits. They're not getting the caliber of recruit they used to get. Um I, I did backgrounds for my department years ago, um, and it was like you get 35 candidates and you basically just do the most intense, invasive background investigation of them. Our, like our background investigation is like nothing else. I remember when I was going through it and it was like, you know, they know everything about you by the end. Yeah. You know, um, I, even I remember, expungements. They'll know that. They'll they'll know that about stuff it. Never goes they'll, away. Yeah. What is the deal with expungements? I mean, I I didn't have to deal with any of my candidates having them, so I'm not really sure. I know that like, basically, they just want to see on on my job. They wanted to see time between any issues you've had, okay. and like you know, like if you're going to be brutally honest, there's a section where we go down a list, and we're like, have you ever done you know smoke marijuana? Have you ever done cocaine? Have you ever done this? You know, and if you say yes. Like, yes, I've done cocaine. Like, it's not automatically, you know, going to disqualify you. Right. You know, if you did it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, you're done. But, like, if you did it. It's just you like know, a streak on the dude's yeah. nose taking the test. <laughs> but it's like, oh, uh, you he know. He came here straight from It's like from five party years night. ago in college, I experimented at a party once. It's going to, that's going to open the door for more scrutiny. But it wow. isn't necessarily going to. What's going to get you is if you lie about it and we find out. Yeah. And we always find out because yeah. you think you're being slick and you're like you've purged your social media and everything like that. And one of your idiot friends has you tagged in a video <sighs> oh, doing man. bomb hits and stuff. And it's like now it's an integrity question. Now you lied. Yeah. If you had just said, yeah, you know, I, I yeah. smoke weed. And be like, okay. Yeah. That stuff you know? never goes. But you always see it on like Judge Judy. It's like the second it hits the internet, it's there forever. It's, it's man. there forever. Yeah. You can delete it if you want from your phone, yep. from your computer. But it's it still doesn't. There. It's still there. So me and Max watch Judge Judy every day. <laughs> Literally, you've probably heard her on YouTube in your basement when we're working. I can't. I can't eat my lunch if I don't have Judge Judy playing every it's day. Like, <laughs> I got him into Judge Judy, so he starts with me, and we go. The first place we go to eat is uh, Ted's down the road. Okay. So we leave the job. It's like his first or second day. And I like set up my phone to put on my Judge Judy for lunch. He's like, hold on. Are you putting on Judge Judy? I was like, yeah, she's freaking awesome. <laughs> Judge Judy is awesome. Okay. He's like, and then he's sitting there. He's trying to like, he's trying to like make me feel stupid. And then halfway through lunch, he's like getting into it. And then we start. She's talk guilty. She's, <laughs> she's guilty. And then we start talking about the case <laughs> after. I got him hooked. And I don't know what it is. I love this woman. That's. I quote the Parks and Rec quote all the time. Everyone says, like, you guys are like an old married couple. <laughs> really? Because my wife did that to me. My wife has me, like, her, her proudest moment in our entire marriage was she watches, like, 90 Day Fiance. Oh, and, man. And, like, 
smart TV is terrible. I, I won't watch like the uh, the Real Housewives. I think they're all like despicable yeah. human oh, yeah. beings. Yep. I hate yeah. them. But like Ninety Day Fiance, she was watching, and at one point, you should put it on before bed. And the the way the bedroom was set up was like our bed is here, and the TV was on her side next to it. It was like the most awkward setup, but it was just because of the room. And I'm on the opposite side, and I'm, like, turning my back to it. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. I'm not watching this. And I'm like, I at one point I said something. I was like, oh, look at this guy. And she's like, she realized. She's like, <laughs> she's you were like watching. this idiot's watching it in the reflection <laughs> off the windows. <laughs> and she was like, you're watching it. You're watching it. I was like, oh. The stubbornness. Yeah. And he's not like, going to face the it. TV. I'm, to I'm not facing the TV to right. watch Is it. Is 90 Day Fiance the one with the dude that has, like, no neck? Yeah. Is yeah, that the that one that's one of the episodes. They get and a, he's like, they, get a, they usually get somebody. <laughs> they usually like the most get famous somebody guy to come from reality From TV. another country that usually wants papers. Right. Okay. Right. okay? And yeah. that's all they're so there for. Yeah. You know? And then, a de- <laughs> and then a desperate, lonely dude. Yes. And the he's like, one... I love her. And he leans in for a kiss. And she's just like, mm, uh, yeah. papers. Mm. Yeah. Right. What were we going to say? <laughs> the only one I'll legitimately watch is uh, Below Deck. She's got me into that now. What's that? It's like... uh the yacht one? Yeah. It's like mega yachts and people charter them for like two or three days at a time and it follows the crew through a season and the crew is all a bunch of degenerates and like <laughs> but they make like 2500 bucks for 48 hours yeah. of waiting on people hand and foot and yeah. so i was on a yacht my cousin had a yacht my uncle like sorry. one of those yeah oh my god and he, they have a crew His i'm uncle. not gonna talk too much about him but okay. they have they have um, he had a crew. He has a crew. You shut that down real quick. No, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. I don't want. But um, I spent a week on that yacht, not going anywhere, just docked up okay. in um, Cape Cod, because somebody had rented it. They canceled it last minute, and he calls my dad up, and he goes, "You want to come on and you know just hang out in Cape Cod and hang out on the yacht? It is the most amazing. I don't care how degenerate they are oh, behind yeah, the sure. scenes. They wait on you hand." And foot, it's the most amazing yeah. experience ever. That's, and the best food I've ever had. I'm the not, best. I'm not that privileged. I've never been something like that. <laughs> Silver Spooner. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go on the Queen Mary when it was docked at my facility. What's that? It's like a huge cruise ship, but it's like, we get all these cruise ships, but the Queen Mary is actually like top notch, like gorgeous. Who, who deals with like patrolling the, the, the ports and stuff? You guys? Yeah. Is Port Authority? Oh yeah, That's Port Authority. The yeah. water. That would make well, sense. he means yeah. the. It's right in the name. Yeah, <laughs> but he means he means the, I'm not like an, I'm on the water. Like, on the water, it's like Coast Guard, Harbor, NYPD oh, Coast Guard Harbor. Deals with that? Okay, but we have we have all the the Hudson River crossings, the three big airports, Port Newark. I forgot to mention before, mm-hmm. like that's got to be yeah, fun. it's huge. I apparently it's a great place to work. I've never been. Yeah, um, you know, and then and then like the bus terminal, the trade center, you know, like that. So. Like the high points. I mean, those are crazy spots. Yeah, I, I mean, why the Trade Center? Because of nine eleven. We just had. We always had. You've the trade always center. had yeah, it. Apparently, the Port Authority That's police always had. I don't know why. I'm. I'm sure there's. Huh. But uh, and then after nine eleven, the NYPD tried to like push us out, and it, that was a whole big battle. Isn't there? Isn't isn't it there? Because isn't there a ferry that takes people from Brooklyn to right down by the by the Trade yeah. Center over there? That's yeah. why. That's not us though. No. We, don't, we don't deal with the ferries. Um, but, yeah, it's, I mean. You don't deal with the ferries at all? No. Okay. No. I mean, I'm patrolling those bridges, first of all, people trying to get in and out, 
Uh, everyone says, you know what, cops sounds like an exciting job. Most of it is boring. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. But when it's exciting. It's like super exciting. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I think I said before, maybe just when we were talking, I originally I wanted to be a fireman. Yeah. I was trying to, I was on a bunch of hiring lists. A buddy of mine was like, take the test for the Port Authority cops. I was like, I don't, I don't want to be a cop. He's like, yeah, but they're trained as firemen at the airports too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right, I'll give that a shot. And I wound up getting hired. And uh, I really liked it. I, and I figured, you know what? I'll do the academy. It, basically, I'm getting paid to work out. And then I'll just be in really good shape when one of these fire departments calls me. And I'll go just jump over right. there. You know? And what happened was, by the time they called me, I was actually, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what? Being a fireman, if you're looking for adrenaline, it's a whole lot of days. On a scale of 1 to 10, it's a whole lot of zeros and occasionally a 10. And being a cop is like every day is like a two or a three or a five, you know, like with occasional tens in there. And, you know, we say like every day, you know, something's going to happen where you laugh for like 20 minutes, you know, and every day you're going to meet the dumbest person in the world. And then the next day you're going to meet someone dumber. Yeah. It, but it's, I mean, it's always something interesting. That's why they're criminals. You know? But, but yeah, a lot of it is also sitting in a car staring off yeah. in space. And, yeah. You know. What do you do like? If you don't like your partner, that's the beauty of my job. He's solo. Is we don't ride solo, right? at all. It would part very rarely. Like uh, a while back, they um, there were two NYPD guys in Brooklyn that got shot. Somebody just walked up, shot him in their car. I saw. I I remember we. Oh and, yeah. How uh, long ago was that? Uh, I want to say like five years. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, one of the cops was an Asian guy, right? Yes. That's yeah. the one you're talking about. I remember uh, that. Rafael Ramos and. Wen Jin Lu, I believe. Yep. Um, and when that happened, the job then was like, okay, you're, we're going to ride doubles for a while. Yeah. You know, because we don't know what, if, right. is this a part of a bigger thing or whatever. And on my job, everything is done by seniority. So if I'm riding in a car, I'm riding with the guy either right before or right after me okay. in seniority. If you don't like that guy, that's a long eight hours. Yeah. I did not like the guy <laughs> right next to me in seniority. At the time, he's retired now. Right. But oh my God, that was a long. That's just like staring at your phone. Yeah. You know, not yeah. talking, and you know, if if you have a partner you like, when I was assigned to Path, there's so many guys turning out, and no post is really that much better than any other. So seniority is less important. So you can partner with somebody that you like, and me and my partner at Path were like. You know BFFs, and we had a great time. That's cool. We worked well together. Yeah. You know, it. I mean, he was like, I was like the outgoing guy, and he's like the RoboCop guy with like the serial killer stare. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> we we had a, like a lot of good times, and and uh, it was very interesting. But like, yeah, if you if you don't like your partner, it's a long day, dude. I still am, I still am laughing over the fact that like. I, I never realized how much how much like married couple judge watching Judge Judy like is. It's just so like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so true. It's between it's between that and Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah, I oh, can't. I, like I, yeah. I I actually cannot eat my lunch if I don't have one of those two like a newer episode I, to, to watch or something that I yeah. haven't seen because it's like I don't like I will literally just keep my lunch to the side if I'm like if I'm scrolling and I can't find a newer episode that I haven't watched. I'm like nah. Having a part you don't part you don't like's got to be tough. I mean, I I've had so before plumbing. You've had one for like six years now, no? Yeah. Well. Yeah. 
I don't mind my partner. You you hate yours, so my day's fine. <laughs> so I'm winning, as always. <laughs> no, I, I, I built, I worked for a big swimming pool company. Right. And you would go back and forth and like switch partners and stuff. I, I know what it's like to be miserable with a dude yeah. that like can't can stand be, you. Yeah. It can be rough. Are you guys trained in, as you know, without going to do much detail with all the training and stuff, like de escalation, stuff like that? That was not, that, that's like a buzzword that came around after I got out of the academy. So okay. we kind of like, when I was there, it was like verbal judo. And, it, you know, that was what they called it. And it was okay. always like, it was how you'd kind of like talk somebody down. Because um, we were talking off. We've, we've learned about de-escalation since. I've had to go back for like yeah. de-escalation training. And I'm like. At the know. end of the day, it's probably your personality. What, that's what's going to either <clears throat> get somebody more angry or angrier or calm them down, down a little bit. Your personality is probably going to do that more because you said you have cops that are. A little bit more standoffish. Right. They come stand yeah. up, come come to the job more standoffish, and you have like your personality where you're just like, listen, just let's get through this, and then and I won't. Cause yeah, it, you I know? mean, you dictate. The, the person tends to dictate how things are going to go. You know, um, the problem with de-escalation is a lot of the newer guys, like, they think that's all there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, you know. Somebody starts throwing fists. The escalation yeah. is out the window. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't just you're, you're come down, sir. Please, you know, as you're getting pumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's not. Yeah. That's not like real Let's life. Talk about your childhood. Well, you know <laughs> what I, I, you know what I've heard before too is that if you just let people talk, if you let people like vent, you know, some people like I'm sure you know that come off angry. If you just let people like right. vent so, it out and don't say a word, they get it out and then eventually they realize that this is stupid. I'm going to yeah, cause yeah. a problem for right. myself. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, if you're on the... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, he, he's absolutely right. Like, you kind of just let them get it out. And, and most of the time, they'll just kind of talk themselves off the ledge. Yeah. You know? Because so. we were, we were uh, on break, we were talking about this, and I didn't realize, because you guys are watching the bridges, and you probably get suicides. Yeah. And what was the number you gave me? 40-20? That was... When I was there, it seemed to be... It was like about 40 attempts a year. And like twenty of them would go, dude. I had no idea the George Washington Bridge was six hundred feet off the water. No, yeah, no clue. Like that, yeah, I don't even remember paying attention. Now Tappan Zee is pretty high. You don't? Do you guys uh, do Tappan Zee? No, that's not us. And that's I think not that's. You. Well, I, I don't know about the new one, but the old Tappan Zee was definitely lower. It was lower. The GWB, yeah. Okay. But it's uh, yeah, I, jumpers were. Uh, I don't know. That's that's part of the reason I'm at the Holland now. Is like. Nobody ever jumped off the tunnel, you know? <laughs> like, it's not... Might get hit by one of the tiles. There wasn't yeah, a ton of... Off. When I first got on the job, there wasn't a ton of training. It was very much like you learn, like, keep them talking, and and you keep one railing between you and them because you don't know what their right. problem you is. Don't know what, yeah. Another and, way to bring it back to Judge Judy <laughs> is... <laughs> So small claims court, okay? Right. Letting people vent. Yeah. Me and my uncle were talking about it because we were. I was watching it with him one time, and we always talked about how small claims court is like the dumbest. Like to take somebody to court for a few hundred dollars, yeah. it's like insane to me. The time wasting. Right. To go through the whole process, and he goes, "You need to let people vent." Yeah. He goes, "It might be this is the stupidest thing in the world. It is the stupidest thing right. to go to court for a few hundred dollars, but you need to let people vent because if they don't." bring it here to the court 
they're going to take it into their own hands yeah. and they're going to cause problems outside. And when they pr- cause problems outside, that's when you start having chaos, anarchy. Yeah, yeah. But when they bring it to court and the judge tells them, listen, you're both being stupid here. <laughs> you know, yeah. nobody deserves anything here. Yeah. You know, then you kind of you, you bring people back to reality. If anyone it's, would like to d- donate a gift to the podcast, we'll take some Judge Judy memorabilia. <laughs> I want a signed picture. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm so, it's so funny. I love that woman. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what else we got? Oh, you were talking about how you you're jujitsu. You're into. Uh, you, yeah. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, probably about seven years. Seven years. Yeah. What belt are you? Purple. Two stripe purple. Wow, but, you're up there. But so I've you, been there for a while because uh, I was there just before COVID. You can teach and now, right? With purple. I could. Does the academy or does does Port Authority like? No, no they don't teach us. Any Do you of, think that they should? Yeah. The pro- so here's the problem with it. Like, there's a big movement to have cops do jujitsu, and it's like a lot of guys are like against it because it takes a lot of time and it's expensive. Yeah. And it's like you can't mandate me to do something that's, you know, right. oh, you want to let me do it on the clock, teach me in the academy. I want to say Michigan uh, has a thing now where they want all the cops coming out of the academy to be blue belts. You're not. You're never gonna in the amount of time you have for the academy. Right. You're never gonna right. be a legit blue belt. Of course, you know. Um, but it absolutely is a game changer. It. I wish I had started it when I started on the job because it it changes the way you do your job. Like I know that, you know. Like I'm a I'm a pretty big guy and yeah. and you know, uh, I'm not. Some of these guys that I train with are just like legit and. I'm not. I do cop jitsu. They call it. You know, they make fun of me. Like, I'm gonna knock you down. I'm gonna get on top of you, and I'm gonna grab one arm and just bend it. Until right. it hurts. It's just the bigger <laughs> guy type thing. That's it. I'm gonna get inside control and squash you. And so that's what you're more. whipping out in the field. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, it's all the cuffing moves. You know, anything yeah. to manipulate your wrists that I, where I can get cuffs on you. Those are the things that I'm good at in jujitsu. But like, you know, I'm not doing ankle locks and. I mean, that would know. be kind of like a cool branch of jujitsu for you for someone to start. Cop, cop jitsu. Yeah, cop jitsu. Well, I, you know, they, one of the black belts that I train with, he's like, he's like, oh, John's doing spite jitsu again too. Like, uh, <laughs> like whatever he's trying to get, I'm just not giving him that. Like, I, it's, you know, I'm just gonna defend that with everything I have, and then you know, but like, I get what you're saying. I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, I like it. It's uh, it's a great bunch of guys. It's a it's a bunch of guys that I would have never been friends with outside of it because yeah. i wouldn't there's no reason for our paths to cross right right you know um where you train i i was at uh a henzo gracie school that in uh Cresco that closed okay and then now the problem is it closed because of covid and the problem became that there's about 10 of us that really get along all wanted to train together but no we're all upper belts we're all like the most junior guy was like a blue belt and okay. nobody wants all these colored belts coming into their school because like if we're jerks we could absolutely you can change destroy. the culture yeah, of your school yeah so i get that but like we just want to stick together yeah. so now one of the guys uh runs a business in englewood and he's got this warehouse for it and we just throw mats in there and it like it absolutely looks like a place that more than one murder has taken place <laughs> and we show up on you know saturday mornings or like a weeknight and you know, we bring lawn chairs and set them up. Right. And, you know, we roll for like 20 minutes and we sit there, you know, BSing around. But like, it's it's great. You know, I mean, 
That's cool. It's absolutely changed how I do my job. I know that like the confidence it gives you, it, like I know that unless you're like a high level black belt or a professional MMA fighter, you can still beat me up. You just can't do it fast enough yeah. that my backup's not going to get there. I can survive anybody, yeah. you know, short of John Jones for the three minutes it right, takes right, for right. my backup to get there, yeah. you know? So what made you get into it? Uh, I just felt like I needed more at the time that I started. Um, the guys that I was working with were like, they call them black clouds. Like just if they're working, that's when things are going to go bad. That's when crazy okay. jobs are going to happen. And we were running into one thing after another, after another. And we were going hands on with people like, like regularly. And I was like, wow. You know, also when I was in the Academy, uh, my defensive tactics instructor would yell at me because he's trying to teach us to box and I'm just grabbing people and throwing them on the ground. And he's like, <laughs> he's like what are you doing? Why would you take it to the ground? He's like, use your reach. He's like, you got arms like an orangutan. Use your reach. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get punched in the face though. Like, <laughs> for every punch I'm throwing out, I'm getting one too. And yeah. that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd rather throw somebody on the ground and twist yeah. them up till it hurts. I know I can do that. Yeah, everyone's got a plan until they and, get punched right, in the face. Yeah. My plan is to not get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I mean, listen, I respect that, especially to get better at the job. I respect that to to take that avenue and say, you know what, I'm going to improve here. Because yeah. like I said, a lot of cops, orange on toothpicks, they're like the rhino in and Jumanji yeah, yeah, that's yeah. trying to keep up with the stampede. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, at the time that I was starting uh, jiu-jitsu, my, um, my first marriage was like going in the tank and that it helped for that too. Okay. Like the mental health aspect of it. Like, you know, it's a good bunch of dudes. You can get out and vent with them and like, you know, whatever. And, and, uh, luckily that all went well for me. Like a lot of cops, it does not. Mm. And, you know, all I cared about was like custody of the kids. Got it. Yeah. It's all, you know, so with, uh, with, uh, what's your official like rank? I'm just a patrol cop. Police patrol officer. Cop? Yep. I've never taken a promotional test. Officer Hart? Officer, yeah. You're going to retire like that? Yeah. Really? Slick sleeve for life. Yeah? It, yeah? Is that what they call it? Yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not interested in promotion. Um, Probably more politics come with the promotion. There's a lot of politics with it. I mean, every job has it. It's not just my job. It's every job has politics. Every job has, you know, the, who you know and whatever. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of, you know... I don't want that. I've the athlete in me. Everything that I've ever done as an athlete was always on merit. You know, it's like, you know, if you're running a 400 in track, it's not like who the official's kid is that yeah. wins. It's the fastest guy yeah. wins. Yeah. You know, and and I just never wanted to play that game. I mean, that's a lot of. We're not pl we're not union plumbers, but in the trades, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same it's, exact thing. Yeah, so it's, it's like whose butt do you kiss the most? Right. Uh, Without you know, going too deep on your, you know, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to screw you over in the no, long run. No, everybody on my job that's ever been promoted has earned it yeah. through merit and, and knowledge of the job. Yeah, I mean. Um, they're, <laughs> they're excellent police work and nothing else, you know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean. Fair enough. You know, there, there, are, there are guys that I know that have gotten promoted that absolutely deserve it and are my, the partner that I had at PATH. Um, that I was talking about before is now a lieutenant. We were cops together at Path, and he's 
one of the best lieutenants on the job, if not the best. Hmm. You know, uh, one of the guys that I worked with as an academy instructor is a lieutenant now too. And I just texted him today because my kid was on a field trip to the trade center. I was like, you working? He's like, go slap cuffs on this little dirtbag. You know, and he's like, and it, it, five seconds later, he's like, he's wearing a green hoodie and black sneakers, right? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so do you, you said you work, you work with some younger people in your, yeah. in your field. Now, what do you foresee for your fields, specifically Port Authority, not just cops in general, but specifically Port Authority for the new generation coming up, like let's say the next five to 10 years, you think it's going to be a disaster? Do you think it's going to be... Like you, uh, you said, a lot of them come in like snotty go-getters to, a, a, to, yeah, a, to an extent. Like there's, I mean, that's every job though, but it's like, I don't know. I honestly have no idea what the future holds because we could have another terrorist attack tomorrow that would absolutely change the face of, you know, police work like 9-11 did for us. Yeah. You know, um... I, I mean, do you think they're adding more restrictions to you, or do you think that they're giving you more freedom? Really? To, now, the, going back to the body cameras, there's, you know, like I said, uh, in a way I like it, in a way I don't. Um, I, I do feel like it limits my my discretion on what I do because I don't want to open myself up to the question of like, why'd you give this guy a break and not that guy, you know? But uh, but it has saved people too. There was a case years back. A uh, Connecticut State Trooper, uh, a college professor had been pulled over and she made this allegation that like, you know, he said all these terrible things to her, like, you know, really racist things. And, you know, I asked why he pulled me over. And he's like, none of your business. We don't like your kind around here. And the Connecticut State Police did not even make a statement. They just released the body camera footage and nothing like that ever occurred. Like at nobody all. talks like that. It was yeah. completely no made one up. says that. Yeah, it was completely. <laughs> you it was know what I mean? A complete work of fiction. This cop was fine. Yeah. It, you know, she wound up losing her job, and it was like, okay, so that's the upside to it. Yeah. But I tell I've you, heard, you're right. The 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 body cam is a, is a huge it's a huge thing for that. Well, the problem though is I've heard I just a, a retired guy that I ran into on the job. He's retired from a, a department in California was telling me about it and I just read an article about it too where there are departments that are using AI now to go through all the body cameras so if oh, I have, okay. if I have 10 interactions uh, on in a day on my footage maybe nobody ever sees any of it yeah. because nothing comes nothing of happens. any of it you know but you know what happens is now they're using AI to go through all of them they probably have with certain, certain keywords yeah. so it's like and these cops are getting written up for things like they're like oh you were unprofessional with that guy and it's like you know you called him a dumbass and it's like well that happens like yeah you know, what do you, you know if they didn't put a complaint in Holy about it what are you smokes, fishing for man. you know You're, like that's it, yeah so that's that that's something to worry about that is like how, you're gonna make guys go insane it's a slippery slope you you we're not robots right you know i mean Elon Musk How many years out AI from RoboCop do you think we are? I don't know. <laughs> Not far. <laughs> the problem is like we have them in. Don't do you see them in stores? Yeah, they have those cop. They have cops in like grocery stores. Yeah, little RoboCops. And I see kids just like messing with them, like breaking <laughs> them down and stuff. It's yeah. like that's not gonna fly. It's only when the machine starts becoming like. Like strong and like it's gonna start <laughs> making decisions on its, it's own. Where you're just gonna it's become Skynet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Skynet has become self-aware. But I love those movies. I know, me too. Terminator, I, I, even all the crappy ones that came out, I don't yeah. care. I ate them up. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, Star Wars, Star Wars. I, I don't care about Star Wars. 
for some reason, Terminator, the whole concept to me. Yeah, it's First of cool. all, it's like, it, it could happen. Let's be honest. Yeah, it it could like happen. It, we can get, you know really, what I mean? If you said mind? that to me five years ago, I'd have been like, this guy's out of his mind. And Schwarzenegger <laughs> action. But, you know? but now you're like, yeah, you know what? Uh, you're right. That could happen, you know. I, it's crazy. With Boston Dynamics, now they're putting like ARs on I top know. of their little dog I robots. Know. Well, that was that, that guy that uh, yeah. shot the cops in Dallas years ago. And, I remember and, that. And, and yeah. he wound up holed up somewhere, and they just put like a robot, their bomb disposal robot, they put like a grenade on it or yeah. something, ran yeah. into where it sold up and just blew him up. That's yep. crazy. Because it's Texas, and they're like, you shot that is also you get. Because it's Texas, and we send in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> that is also a slippery slope, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like that. Like, if I was one of the cops that was shot, I'd be like, all for it, but. No, of, you of know, course. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, at the same time, like, yeah, when it's used for good, of right. course, but like. But who decides? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's it's right. just crazy. That's where That's where people, I think, freak out the most. Like, who decides? And. That stuff, like uh, I think that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> they I, did I just, that to blow him up. Yeah, but there are the other people that would go, "Well, why didn't you arrest him?" You know, because right. he's got why rights. Did, why didn't you de-escalate? Kind of the, why didn't you de-escalate? Why don't you go <laughs> talk him? The problem him. is, people don't want to recognize that cops are like humans, human beings. Like, yeah. you know, if you're if you're a cop from a quiet little place where nothing ever happens, when something really stressful happens. You could overreact. Right. You could completely just go off the rail. Like, you don't know. There was, you know, there's footage of a female cop who, like, she shot a guy because she was clearly freaked out and she thought she was reaching for her taser and she grabbed her gun and she shot the guy. You know? <laughs> I mean, should she I'm be not fired? Don't say it. I'm not. <laughs> should she be fired? Absolutely. You know? Well, she. But was, I believe so, yeah. She may have actually wound up in jail. I'm not. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, but, like, but like you got to look at the intent. Like I, I mean, I know it's I incompetence. It's not malice, you yeah. know. So should you be punished? A thousand well, that's percent. I, but like, never attribute. I forget who said that. I never know the attribute quote. to malice yeah. what can be chalked up to incompetence. Yeah, something like or that. Stupidity yeah. or whatever. You know, yeah. it happens. I know the quote. So that, I'll but put that, it. I'll put it on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> in, that in, might in be post. the title. We'll, we'll get it in post. Make that the title. What's your sidearm that you? Uh, uh, Glock, you 19. Glock 19. We're transitioning to a different one, though. Are you? Uh, yeah, it's bigger. Um, I don't know what the deal is. It's bigger? It's, it, it's a bigger caliber? Like I, no, it's it's still a 9mm, but I think it holds... I want to say it holds like 18 rounds now ah. instead of 16. You know those are legal in New Jersey. I know. That, <laughs> that's a thing that happened when uh, not too long ago they passed whatever legislation legislation about high capacity mags and turned every cop in the state of new jersey into a felon for like three days yeah. like we were all just by having this thing on us yeah. uh, they did we they were, turned citizens into felons they had to be like whoops sorry no cops are allowed yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy oh man i have i have a lot of opinions on what's going on we, yeah. we, we really don't like to touch touch base you know that's one of the things i love about listening to this yeah <laughs> like, we like to t- i'll touch few places i don't have to hear political i know I'll t- we'll talk like if it's affecting small business, if it's right. policy, it's gonna. Right. We- I- we'll talk about it and stuff. But like yeah. this, this whole. First of all, I remember growing up, and Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, everyone, everyone were friends. It was not a divisive issue. I hate that now. Yeah, they root for it like it's a football team. And it's like uh, people won't even talk to someone of a certain political affiliation yeah. or back and forth. It's totally freaking different. And this is what I was saying, how much the culture has evolved in such a short time. 
Yeah. And I, th- it is you're. It's it's because of all these things combined: internet, yeah. smartphone, yeah. the access to information. We have so much access to information, but we're like becoming stupid. Right. Yeah. All the all the information that has ever been in the world is available in the palm of your hand. That was uh, one of my sergeants a while back. One of the new kids asked him a question, and uh, he's like, "I don't know. It's almost like." It would be great if you had something that had the sum total of human knowledge in your hand <laughs> yeah. at this moment. Yeah. And the kid is like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, yeah, yeah. I tell you, it's crazy. It's crazy where we're going. And like, you know, you guys have a specific responsibility to keep law and order. And where our culture's going, where like more and more people just don't have restraint. They don't have, you know... It, Everybody I don't wants even to know. fight now. Like, Everybody, you know, it used to be, you know, I mean, one of the things the old timers when I got on would always tell people when they were getting ready to lock them up, be like, you act like a gentleman, I'll treat you like a gentleman. And the guy would be like, all right, and just put his hands back there, cuff him up. And now it's like, you know, over something that's going to be a summons, they'll yeah, fight you to they'll the fight death. You to the, it's like, yeah. it's just, you know. You ever had to deal with like self-proclaimed sovereign citizens? I've, I have not. No, I've I've been trained on it, on it and stuff, but like I've never those knock videos. On wood, I've never me had up. to deal with one, and I don't want to. When they, they go crack to court, me up. and then they're like, "That's my government name. That's not my name." And yeah, so yeah. Respond that that. I wasn't driving. I was traveling, and it's like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like arguing with my fifteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, you and know. they use it's like some obscure thing. I I mean, you probably know better than me, but like. It comes off this like some obscure like one line off like maritime yeah, law or I don't something. Know what it is. Like so it has crazy. No, it's not relating to you driving right, to, like down right. to Seven yeah, Eleven. Yeah, those videos are insane, yeah, and those people crazy. are confident in what they're saying. Yeah. Well, that's a th- that's <laughs> you know why society everyone everyone now is like confident no matter how yeah. wrong they yeah. are. They're like I'm confident. I I'm know wrong. exactly. Flat like, Earth. I'm. Yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> totally oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, listen, you can. Believe, that's but, fine. You want to believe that? I mean, I I kind of believe in Bigfoot. You know, it's, I'm not hurting anyone. Right. <laughs> that, that, that's I, that's I have that attitude at most things. Like, I don't care what you like. Yeah. Believe whatever you want. Like, yeah. you are you have the right to your opinion, and I have the right to just not support take you seriously. I tell my daughter all the time. Whenever you know, my daughter wants to fight me on everything all the time because she's 15 and she knows everything. <laughs> I mean, she is actually really smart and smarter than me unfortunately it makes my life harder but uh i'll just say to her i'll be like you are absolutely entitled to your incorrect opinion <laughs> i tell her all the time and she's just like nice and calmly rolls her eyes or saying all right whatever and just walks away yeah. all right officer hart yeah yeah oh here we that's go so funny. officer hart is here <laughs> that's so that's, funny yeah she's she's tough man but, oh man so family man and you guys have been in that house you said you grew up in this area i grew i grew up in river edge yeah Oh, you went to Riverdale? No, I went to Burton Catholic. Oh, okay. Uh, I gotcha. Uh, it's funny. My my parents live in the same house that I grew up in, and it's five houses away from the house that my mother grew up in. I'm telling you. River Edge is that Same that thing way. with my uncle. Yeah, they've been here since my grandfather came home from World War II. That house has been remodeled I don't know how many times. Yeah. Totally different every time. Yep. You and know, there's lifers. River Edge, Ordell, they're, they're lifers. There's so many people that like... Like, if I didn't know them personally as kids, like, I knew the name and, yeah. just, you know, yeah, yeah. traveled in different circles. Well, it's a great town. Yeah. It's close to the city. Yeah. You have it's, some of, some of like, one of the, the school that you just mentioned is one of the most well-known 
Catholic yeah. schools in the country, actually, specifically for like sports, football. Yeah, stuff like well, that. it wasn't like that when I was there. No, no, nah, we were very good at everything, but it was like when I was there. If you came from like Ridgefield Park, everyone was like, "Oh my God, you're so far away." Oh, you come all the way from there, and now it's like coming from the projects, coming from like Connecticut. Yeah, to you know, it, it's yeah. yeah, it's crazy. What's up with Don Bosco? What do you mean? What's up? What kind of a, that's, is, that, is that? Is that? That's a Catholic school, right? Hold yeah, on, yeah. aren't they? Aren't they kind of similar or connected somehow? No, I they're, mean, they're rivals. rivals. They're rivals. Yeah. You have Don Bosco, Paramus Catholic, Catholic and and Bergen Bergen Catholic, which are like the three schools. I would Don say. Don right? Bosco Saint is Joe's the one Regional. that's Saint Joe's too. Yeah. Don Bosco is the one that's like hoity-toity, right? Yeah. More so than Bergen Catholic. Yeah. Because yeah. we drive by that campus and it looks like the it back looks, of a 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I'm like, I don't this know. Is, is this supposed to be I like the, been up there in years? It looks like you. It looks like the back of like you know the movie theater with all the. You would dunk. think with all the money. No, Don Bosco is the nice one. I think I, I can't believe that Bergen is the size that it is. Yeah. For how yeah. big. Yeah. For right. how big of a name it is, like that feels yeah. nice though. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's funny, you know. I mean, my dad went there. My brother-in-law is the youngest of five that went there. I thought for sure my kid was going there. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I just want to stay with my friends and go. I was like. Oh, and I don't have to pay twenty grand a year. Sold. <laughs> yeah. so exactly. You know, I mean, <laughs> when I played soccer, we were, my my year was the first year ever Paramus beat uh, Bergen Catholic in uh, in soccer. That's great. And was I it scored, because and of I, you specifically? And I scored the winning goal. So did you? Yeah, I did. One zero. <laughs> nice. Was it really? Yeah, one zero. Wow, that's great. Both when I was a freshman and when I was a senior. I'm starting to think you're actually telling the truth about your soccer skills. No. No. It's all a lie. <laughs> He should know body, it, body, body language. It's funny. My uh, my year at Bergen Catholic, my graduating class. There's like more cops and firemen in our class, and everyone else is like hedge fund managers and doctors and stuff. And it's like <laughs> we have a ton of cops and fire. There's like at least two NYPD guys. There was a guy in Wyckoff. That's there's strange. There's, yeah, there's it's tons of and and there's one guy that like at like 32 or 33 after working on Wall Street and like. You know, killing it. Yeah, it was just like this sucks. I hate this. And he quit and moved out to Chicago and joined the fire department. He's Did like, he really? He's on like the busiest ladder company in the city. He's like, I'm the only fireman in the oh, state. Oh wow! Of, you know, in the United States of America, without a side gig. Well, the wall, whole Wall Street thing. My uncle's got a bunch of Wall Street buddies, and you, there's a big time limit on how long you can oh, do that I, for. I can't. I'd lose my mind. And like, you got to make your money quick. I can't and even get watch out. those videos for for very long. You gotta make it, your money quick and get out. Yeah. That's what they yeah. do. You can't live that lifestyle because it's like you can't care about your you can't really care about your personal life, friends, yeah. family, right. all that kind of stuff. Like it's it that's your environment and that's it. Well, that's it's funny because my dad was he was in uh, human resources for years at, for a big corporation, and he was like he would leave the house at like six thirty in the morning. He'd come home at seven thirty at night, five days a week. When I was little, it was like six days, sometimes even seven days a week. When he was first starting out. Never missed a day. I don't think he ever took a sick day. And I'm like, you know, burning personal days here and there. I'm going, I go sick. I'm like, you know, whatever. And, and he's like, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm about my family life. I like my yeah. job yeah. a lot, but what matters to me That's is way more being around important. for my kids, yeah. you know, and it's a different there's, mindset. there's okay. some guys that will our career, our career minded. It's in them to not give a crap about anything else. Yeah. In the office, 24 hours, some guys are just like that. Yeah. But like, it's not many. Right. I, I mean, he was a great dad. He was, he was always around for everything that mattered. Yeah. But he just worked like a dog and, and 
apparently loved it and i'm like i'm really not about that life i'd yeah. rather yeah. you know i mean yeah family I, man yeah I that's good be, I, I go to my wife coaches my kids are the two older ones are both three sport athletes my stepson does sports i'm you know in the fall in the 61 days between september 1st and october 31st last year i did like 50 sporting events you know dragging the baby with me to a lot of them yeah. it's like yeah, you know, because I, I I just want to watch them do their thing. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. It's fun. That's that's the most rewarding thing. You know, we're gonna wrap up here soon, but I wanna I wanna know if you have the best advice you can give people when dealing with cops in any in a situation. And I and I I'm I'm sh- I may get like a generic answer, like you know, be polite, obviously, but like w- dealing with cops today when you get pulled over, what's what, what's your advice for people, or what do you want to say to the public? Honestly, just treat them like people. Just like, people. It's exactly what we are, you know? I I can't tell you how many times I've been like, I've gotten out of the car, like, I'm going to hammer somebody. And, you know, the guy will say something funny or whatever, and I'm like, you know what? All right. All right. <laughs> you win today. <laughs> I'll tell you the perspective. I mean, listen, you play citizen and cop at the same time, but, like, people assume that cops look at us like, like, like vermin sometimes. <laughs> No, it, it's all, it all depends on you. Yeah. You know, if you act like vermin, then yeah, we do. Yeah. But like, if you're, you know, like, I can't tell you how many times I've pulled someone over and as soon as I walk up to one of the guys, like, I know, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to make the yellow. I'm like, all right, dude, don't do it again. Yeah. You know, have a nice day. If somebody makes you laugh, are, are you more lenient? It, it has to be good, though. Like, <laughs> you okay. can't go for the low-hanging yeah, 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 like, okay, yeah. some quality. Can't well, be like a cheese not, bowl. not even just like a, like a joke. I'm talking about for something funny. So I have a friend who I lived with him in Glen Rock. I'm not going to name him, but if he watches this, he's going to know this story. It's hilarious. He, he saw – he passed by a church, and he saw that they were throwing out a soccer goal. Okay? And so he's got a Honda CRV. I had a pickup truck at the time. <laughs> Okay, he saw them that they were throwing out a soccer goal, and he drives past it, and he goes, oh, I really like that goal. I want that goal for the backyard, for the right, house right. we were living in. And like I oh said, I had a pickup truck. So, but he doesn't, and this is, the church is not exaggerating, one traffic light away from where our house was. So, right down the road. So, he thought it's a good idea to... He couldn't fit it in the trunk. He couldn't fit it on top of the car. Like, he couldn't finagle it. So he decides that he's going to drive with it, holding it outside the window like this. Yeah. So he's driving. He goes, it can't. Like, nothing can go wrong. Like, the house is right there. Right. Okay? He drives. Five cop cars uh, later. No. Uh, immediately after he does it, there's a cop car in one of the streets that he does. Pulls him over. The cop goes. <laughs> the cop walks up to the window. He says, he goes, you understand this is the silliest shit I've ever pulled anybody over <laughs> in my life. And he told him his friend has his pickup truck and everything. And he goes, just get your friend with the pickup truck. Leave the goal here, please. That's amazing. Yeah, human I, beings. Uh, Interactions between human beings. That's what it comes down to. I, uh, when I was a rookie at the bridge, we got an alert for uh, an 88-year-old African-American male with Alzheimer's wandering. His cell phone had been pinged on 4 East, headed towards the bridge. I'm like, okay. Uh, I move down towards where it all narrows to get on the bridge, and I'm just watching. For, I'm like I'm like a couple weeks out of the academy, and I'm uh-huh. like, it's going to be great. I'm going to get this guy. I'm going to get a medal. I'm going to get a day off. This is going to be amazing. 
And uh, this guy, you know, I see him go by. And I pull out and I get next to him and I pull up to the car in front of him. I'm like, stop. And I stop that car. So he has to stop. And I get out and I'm talking to him. And he's clearly, he has no idea where he is. He's, you know. It's bad Alzheimer's. He he had been a cab driver in Newark for like 40 years when he came home from World War II, and he thought he was driving into Newark to drive his cab. So I get still this guy to, still going to work at 94. Right, things. right. So I get this guy. I I don't you know I'm not I don't want to treat him like a perp. Yeah. I I don't know any better. I put him in the front seat of the car with me. I don't want to put him in. You no, know you should have done. Could you give me a ride? I need to, <laughs> I need to go to the station. I need a lift back. To yeah. <laughs> start the meter. You know, but yeah. uh. So I get him, I put him in the, in the passenger seat, I put the seatbelt on him, and I'm talking to him, and he's, he's very, like, kind of out of it and whatever, we get back there, we get back to the building, his son is there waiting for us, and uh, he gets out and he's like, this guy jacked me up, and he's, and he starts saying all this stuff, I'm like, no, no I didn't, I'm like, and I'm like, I'm getting fired today oh my and, gosh and the he's like know, gotcha bitch that's <laughs> kind of what it was like it was like i was looking for dave Chappelle. To pop out the yeah. and the son's like no 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 i i know i know i'm like i'm like i didn't say i'm like I, I didn't even want to put him in the back of the car i didn't want him to feel like a criminal he's like no no no, it's fine it's fine i was like oh oh my, man I, my blood pressure must yeah. have spiked seriously I don't know, I a stroke right there you know but it it's cool it it's the good part of the job is yeah it's a good day when you can help somebody yeah. out and you know do the right well, thing listen, for someone you have our respect. I mean, Thank you. and I hope that you know most people respect. They understand that the videos are cherry picked and all yeah, this stuff. I mean, it's still it's a it's a necessary industry. It's a necessary job, and you guys get dumped on a lot. You know, so you know. if if you want to, you can send money to John's Give Send Go. <laughs> uh, John Hart at, uh, at johnhart.com. But, uh, we just ruined his pension, so he's, yeah. Yeah. we're starting a GoFundMe. Go <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Listen, man, thanks so much for coming on. Sure, thanks for I, having I actually me. enjoyed this perspective a lot. I'm glad, I'm glad we got to get someone from this industry on to talk about it. Yeah. And you're more than welcome because there's tons of more things I want to ask and talk about. Anytime. After you I retire. Just hanging out with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I retire, I'll come on. I'll tell you everything. Like, Perfect. You know. All right, folks, thank you so much for watching. Remember to like, subscribe, share, share the reels, share everything, get our name out there. Hopefully soon we'll have merch, so we'll have sweatshirts and t-shirts for sale. Hopefully soon, we're working on that. But uh, thanks for joining me and Max, and as always, we'll see you here next week.